you'll turn in your Bibles this morning, or listen as I read, you'll turn to the New Testament, to the Gospel according to St. Matthew, and we will read from the 26th chapter, and we will begin with verse 20, and we will read through verse 35. Matthew 26, beginning verse 20, hear now the word of the Lord. When it was evening, he sat at the table with the twelve disciples, and as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful, and began to say to him one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who betrayed him, said, Is it I, Master? He said to him, You have said so. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you that I shall not drink again from the fruit of this vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter declared to him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you, this very night, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. This is the reading of the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we have read your word. We know that you have inspired it, that these words are your words. We ask that you would write these words upon our hearts, that you would open our eyes to see your truth, our ears to hear what your spirit would say. Help us, our Father, that as you would write these words upon our hearts, they would become part of our life that we would carry forth into the world in which we live. Pray in the name and for the sake of our Savior Christ. Amen. On this World Communion Sunday, the first Sunday in October, Christians all around the world are coming to the Lord's table as we have done. It began long before any of us were probably up and awake this morning. It continues moving in the time zones throughout the world until about 11 o'clock this morning, it was our turn in this time zone. And long after we have closed the doors and returned to our homes, Christians around the world will still be coming to the table in the time in which they live. They come as we do, keeping the commandment to partake of this supper, to proclaim the Lord's death until he returns. As we have now partaken of this sacrament, like the apostles of old, we will sing a final hymn, and then we will go forth into the world. 
there to live our faith and to seek to fulfill the commission that is ours to make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and as we do so as we go forth let's remember not only what we did at this Lord's table but that which the Lord has admonished and taught in the scriptures that we have read this morning Jesus asks the disciples, reminds them, tells them of a warning, a danger. It's a glorious time. The supper is marvelous. They are exalted. They are enthused. They are filled with all kinds of hope and enthusiasm. They are to go forth following that supper into the world. And Jesus said, as they do, they must be aware that they have an internal weakness. For all of their commitment, for all of the joy, for all that they are feeling in these moments when they go out into the world, they will continue to have sin. They will continue to be weak. They say, no, we will not. We will die for you. And so says all of the disciples. Jesus said before it is over, deny me three times. Before it is finished, Judas will betray me. Before it is ended, you will all give in to your internal weaknesses. He says, in effect, do not leave this supper, do not leave this place with the idea that you are now invulnerable, that you have arrived, as it were. Leave this place knowing while your sins are forgiven, you are not sinless. You still have weakness. You still may deny, you may still betray. Remember when you go forth from this place that you will go into the same world out of which you came this day. And in that world, you will find all of the temptations that were there before there yesterday the day before. They will not have gone away while we are celebrating the supper. They will not have gone away while we have been in worship. As the disciples would go forth, they would be reminded that the world was still there. And that they faced that world in their weakness with all of the temptations that the world was going to bring against them. Jesus had told them other times if they followed him they would they would meet the persecution of the world. The world would hate them as the world had hated him. It was not all going to come up roses because they were his disciples. And that was not going to change simply because they had come to the supper. They must remember as they went out into the world to fulfill the commissions that he gives to them that out in that world is the power of Satan. All of the power of evil that is in the world is aligned against us. A Satan and his demons who hates with a passion Jesus Christ and all that he stands for. Whose single goal and mission is to defeat the church of Jesus Christ to 
to side rail his disciples and in every way possible work against the kingdom of God. And when we go forth, we have the same warning. We too will carry our weakness. We too will look out into the world and before the day is over, we too will see the outward temptations of the world that comes to us. We need only to pick up our paper and turn on the television and radio. We need only to look around to see the temptations of the world that press themselves in upon us. And we need only to look at them to know that there is a weakness in us that could lead us to betray what our Lord has commanded. We need realize that perhaps at no other time in history except perhaps the first 300 years of the church, persecution of Christians in the Church of Christ is at a greater level than it has been in years. Christians all around the world are being imprisoned. They're being killed. Their rights are being taken away. There's persecution on every side. Christians are not popular people in many parts of the world. Christians are not always popular people even in these United States. More and more we see legislation. More and more we see Supreme Court rulings. More and more we see in the actions all around us persecutions that would come to the church. They do not want us to be forces and behind it all, as we go forth into the world, we understand is the power of evil. Satan is at work. He is not dead. He is alive and well. And he seeks to destroy the Church of Jesus Christ and all his disciples. This would be a sad testimony. We would go forth pessimistic, discouraged, defeated before we got out the door. But there is more that Jesus had to say. And he would have us and them remember the blessings that were coming to them through his death and his resurrection. He brought to them a new covenant, a new relationship with him and with the Father. It was no longer a covenant that was based on keeping the law. It was no longer a covenant based on being how righteous they could be. It was no longer a covenant based upon what they thought they could accomplish. It was now a covenant of grace, which God simply reached out in His Son, Jesus Christ, and offered freely to anyone who would claim it, forgiveness of their sins and eternal salvation in His kingdom. A new covenant, a new hope, a new forgiveness. A forgiveness we cannot earn, that we cannot merit. Forgiveness that God simply gives to us in grace. And as he calls us to be his disciples, as he elects us, he justifies us, we are born again in a powerful new renewal of body, mind, and spirit. So we go forth armed, armed with new power, 
armed with new understanding, armed with the blessings of God that has changed us, has made us new people in Jesus Christ. We go out with a new covenant of our God, not in fear of the world. We go out with a covenant that we are forgiven. We go out with a strength that knows that nothing, absolutely nothing in this world can separate us from the love of God, Christ Jesus, our Lord. And all the powers of temptation, all of the internal weaknesses, all of the persecutions of the world, all of the nations put together cannot defeat the power of Jesus Christ and His church. The very gates of hell will rail against it and will fail. We go forth that assurance and with that hope in our weaknesses with these blessings that God has given to us as signified once more as we have broken this bread and as we have taken this cup that we have partaken in faith of his body and of his blood and go forth in his power and the glory of his Holy Spirit so we are to remember we remember not only the dangers, we hear not only the warnings that he lifts, we claim those blessings that he promises to us. We go forth and we live our life in hope. Interestingly, Jesus said to them, I will not drink of this fruit of mine again until I drink it too. My father's Looking beyond that night 2,000 years ago, looking beyond betrayal, looking beyond denial, looking beyond persecution, looking beyond all things, he said, I will see you in Galilee. He would rise from the dead, and he would come to them. There would be a rendezvous when he would reveal himself in all of his risen they might know that no matter what the future would hold, there was hope. They would be there for the rendezvous with Jesus Christ. It would be a rendezvous that would be not only in Galilee, but a rendezvous in the kingdom of heaven. A hope, a promise for the present and for the future of their salvation. They would be with him, no matter what the world might say, what the world might do. There would be that future rendezvous that would one day unite them forever with Jesus Christ in the kingdom of heaven. I go, he said, to prepare a place for you. And when I have prepared a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. Whether our rendezvous is through our current death, or whether the rendezvous is because Jesus Christ has returned, we are assured that the future holds for us an eternal relationship with Jesus Christ, salvation unto eternity. We face that future. We face it 
in that hope. Yes, the world brings problems. There are difficulties. There are woes. We do not understand sometimes all of the things that occur in the world in which we live. We look and wonder at man's inhumanity to man. We see images of starving children. We see wars. We hear rumors of wars. We have earthquakes, floods, tornadoes. We see disease racking bodies of loved ones. We have hope. We can rise above any and all of this because we are disciples of Jesus Christ. Because he has pierced our sin and has called us to himself. Before we knew him, he knew us. You have not chosen me, he said, I have chosen I stand before those statements in total and complete awe. Why a holy and glorious Savior would call me to be saved. Why he would call you. Why he would call anyone. Except that he loves us and he seeks our salvation. go forth from this place this morning. Having partaken of this sacrament that represents the body and the blood of Christ, we need to be alert. We need to remember that there are dangers that await us. And as exhilarated and as enthused as we may be as the result of our worship and partaking of this sacrament, we need to watch. Scripture says the devil works around seeking opportunities. We need to be alert. We need to be aware. We need to carry with us as we go to work, as we go to school, as we go out into the world. We need to carry with us the blessings. We are a people of a new covenant. We are a forgiven people. We are a renewed people. Born again, created new creature in Jesus Christ, and in that we have confidence to face the world. We will remember in hope that we too will sit down at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We'll join those who have gone before us to await those who will come after us. We look forward to that. Would the Apostle Paul sometimes say to ourselves, we aren't sure which we prefer stay here and be with you to go and be with the Lord. As we go forth, and let us remember these things from the Holy Supper. Let us remember the body and the blood of Christ, which has been sacrificed for us, which brings us all of these blessings, gives us all the strength, and fills us with hope eternal. And as we do so in his strength and in his name and by the power of his Holy Spirit, we shall indeed seek to fulfill that commission to tell the darkness and the unbelief of the world that Jesus Christ is Lord and King, a Savior for their sin, if they will but believe in him who has given his body and his blood we might
be saved. Let's pray. Holy and merciful God, what wondrous thing it is that we come to this table, that here we partake of these elements of the body and the blood of Christ, that here there's reaffirmed to us all that he has promised. Here there is renewal. Here there is forgiveness. Here there is new strength. Here there is new hope. Thank you, our Father, for this table. Thank you for the risen Christ, who is the host of this table. Thank you for all of your blessings. And send us forth now in the strength of your Holy Spirit, that we might indeed proclaim that light has come into the world to do away with darkness forever. We ask it in his holy name and for his sake. Amen.